3: You can find it pretty much anywhere that sells beer. And as always, please celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories per 12 ounces. Fewer calories and carbs than premium regular beer. Miller Lite. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Ah, uh, made it to a Friday. It's hour one, Dan in the Dan. That's Dan Patrick Show. Glad to have you on board. You got a busy show here. Try to wrap it up in three brief hours here. Seton, Paulie Fritzy, McLovin, yours truly here. Dan Patrick Show. Those listening, those watching, emailing, tweeting, all the above. Say good morning to Chat Row. Those watching on YouTube, youtube.com slash the Dan Patrick Show and our great radio affiliates around the country, including the formidable Fox Sports Radio lineup. Well, the way pro sports works, owning a franchise isn't a right for life. It is a privilege. Owners have to answer to other owners. They have to answer to their fan base, their sponsors, the commissioners. And we've seen several examples of owners losing their teams. It's really rare when an owner of a professional sports team sells the team and there's not something else attached to this. It just doesn't happen. It gets passed down. Generation to generation. Marge shot with the Cincinnati Reds. Donald Sterling, of course, with the Clippers. Jerry Richardson with the Panthers. Yesterday, the Washington Post released a report on allegations of sexual harassment made by 15 women who worked for the Redskins. They described the environment that was completely toxic. Very little, if any, of a human resources department there. And there's a lot more information that will probably come out. And I go back to what I said earlier in the week. You had two members of the Washington Redskins who had been there for a while in their player personnel department, and they got fired. And you have a longtime broadcaster who decided to step down, retire. In late July, these things are happening. And I said, well, okay, is there a coincidence or is this a pattern here of we're going to change the name finally preemptive strike. And I started to wonder, and I was being accused of being cynical here, but I was just, I was trying to look at the entire picture here. That's all. Daniel Snyder wanted to finally change. And what happened here during the pandemic, black lives matter. He decided that he was going to do the right thing and change the nickname. Okay. And then you started to see a couple other things where two longtime members of the Washington Redskins front office, they get fired. Longtime broadcaster, award-winning broadcaster, decides to step down. And now you have the Washington Post story. I think it's in reverse order. I think the Washington Post story was happening then the name change, then you had some people being fired, and that's why we're here today. And we're going to find out the timeline because we're going to talk to Liz Clark of the Washington Post, who was uh, front and center on breaking this story. We did invite Daniel Snyder on. We asked the commissioner to come on. They both declined. But Daniel Snyder comes into focus. Now, he's not directly accused in the article, but I think what people have to realize when you say, well, he's not involved in this. He is involved in this. It's his team. It's his HR department. It's his culture. It's his employees. Now, he's not accused of anything, but Daniel Snyder's involved in this. And remember the famous quote that Roger Goodell told the Saints before he handed out punishment for Bounty Gate, ignorance is not an excuse. We're going to find out if those words still live. Ignorance is not an excuse. So Daniel Snyder can't go, hey, I didn't know what was going on. He can say it, but the commissioner then has to say the following. Ignorance is not an excuse, Dan. The NFL and Dan Snyder reportedly, according to Mike Florio, did not talk last night. The owners have a Zoom meeting today to talk about, I don't know, important things like, is there going to be a preseason? Yeah, that's what they're going to be talking about today. But the owners, the commissioners, I hope that they're listening to these women with what they're saying and be prepared to take action. That would be commensurate in how serious the allegations are. People have already made the following mistake. Oh, well, the article is not as bad as I thought. Don't make that mistake because this is bad and there's more information that will come out. We, I think, were led to believe and I got information and uh, and it really it was it was hearsay. It was social media. Hey, by the way, I'm hearing some other names are involved in this. And I think because of that, the speculation was, oh, boy. This might be some people we know. These aren't people we know who got fired or stepped down. But that doesn't mean that this is not a serious situation, serious allegations. And Daniel Snyder's been down this road before. This isn't a one and done. Like, oh, wow, that's surprising. Remember when Mark Cuban, Mark Cuban had to clean house with the Dallas Mavericks? That was a long investigation, and it had been going on for close to two decades. But Cuban got out in front of it, apologized, made donations. Now, he's generally liked. You may not like his politics. Some may not like his politics, but he's generally liked. Daniel Snyder is the opposite. Cuban got another chance with the NBA. Jerry Richardson, when you're not going to be apologetic, and you're probably not well-received, well-liked, And you're directly accused. And the the NFL did not pressure, reportedly did not pressure Jerry Richardson to sell the Panthers. So the spokesperson for the NFL at the time said, hey, you know, we're basically leaving this up to Jerry Richardson. He chose to sell. They did. Come on. That's one of those. Hey. Hey. You need to announce you're selling it because you think it's the right thing to do. Jerry Richardson did not want to sell that team. Marge Schott did not. Donald Sterling did not. Nobody wants to sell a team. You know, the Wilpon family doesn't want to sell the Mets. And you have a situation here with Daniel Snyder. And if Daniel Snyder... I'm sure he's got some allies here, but that's going to be an uncomfortable call today with those other owners and the commissioner. What do you say? Hey, Dan, how's it going? Hey, Dan, I saw you got a new yacht. Somebody's going to have to say something, and then these owners are going to. Do you want Daniel Snyder as an owner in the NFL? Because you have to police yourself. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. Daniel Snyder probably is saying, I got a lot of dirt on a lot of you guys. Let's be careful here. Might be taking people down. You don't know how far this goes, but we make a mistake if you say it's not as bad as we thought, or you don't listen to these women and what they're saying. That went on, and it went on consistently. This wasn't a, oh, that happened one time. These women had no place else to go. There was nobody they could talk to. And are you going to believe somebody who's making $30,000 or somebody who is your broadcaster or your head of player personnel? That's what they're up against. We'll talk to Liz Clark of the Washington Post about this, the timeline of this I'm very curious about, and she'll join us coming up. I mentioned uh, preseason And look, I'm the bear of bad news when it comes to a lot of these, you know, these individual sports. It's because I'm trying to get answers here. I'm not going, hey, we're just going to have a football season. Hey, let's just go out and we're going to put 100,000 in the stands. J.J. Watt tweeted out, in the interest of having everyone on the same page in terms of what we know and don't know at this time... Here are a few things I've learned being on four NFL Players Association calls in the last two weeks with hundreds of other players. One part is keep in mind our rookies are scheduled to report in 48 hours. The NFL is not ready. My source said to me uh, two days ago, and I told the Danettes, I, I'm going to see if I can get some more information here. We got a lot of problems and very little time to solve them. That's what I was told. My source said, we got a lot of problems and very little time. Remember, three months ago, the NFL figured out they got time on their side. Yeah, that's it. That's September. Well, we got preseason games coming up. I don't think there's going to be a preseason. And these rookies are showing up in 48 hours. And the NFL is not ready for this. When do you test? How often do you test? When do you get the results back? College football is in the same situation, folks. I know Danny Downer to the rescue, but I'm giving you the reality of this. The head of the NCAA, Mark Emmert, is basically saying, without waving the white flag, I don't know if we can pull this off. You're going to have other leagues that aren't reliant on the income made from football that are going to push this to the spring. SEC, Big Ten, Pac-12, they're going to go kicking and screaming because they need this revenue. And I understand that. I don't think they have the safety precautions in place to ensure that the, it might happen on time. I just don't see this being, you know, taken to, through to completion. I just, I don't. And all I'm doing is listening to people. I'm asking questions to people. And I'm just being realistic about it. You want to put people in a stadium? That's the last thing we should be thinking about. If you want to try to play football? Okay. Can you get testing? Okay. This isn't a bubble like the NBA. And I applaud baseball. They're a little further down the road than I thought they were going to be. We got six days before we have baseball. The NBA bubble, it appears to be doing what it's supposed to do. But you have far less people to keep control over. And you have everybody under one roof. You got 10 days here. I got players who are... Going, testing positive, leaving. Zion Williamson just left to take care of an urgent family matter. When he comes back, he's going to have to be quarantined. It's going to be difficult. But it feels like the NBA may be able to pull this off. I just don't see how the NFL and college football pull this off. And I know I've been that that voice in the wind here. And I've been in the minority, but I'm just trying to be realistic with this. And trying to figure this out when we had all this time and it doesn't feel like we're any further along when it comes to football, because we did have time back in March. We had time to figure it out, or at least we thought we did. And then with the NFL, we kept saying the NFL's got time. Yeah, they did. from what I told my source said to me yesterday, we're not any in any better shape than we were a couple of months ago. And we have to have players that are showing up here next week. That doesn't sound encouraging. (laughs) It just doesn't. So when I brought this up, when we were going to watch the schedule release party, I said, I'm told by my source the first month will be moved to the back part of the schedule. And the first game was going to be, I believe, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers on a Thursday night. In the new schedule. Maybe I'm wrong with all of this. I'm right there with you as a fan. We want this to happen. But just because we want to, and because it's football, it doesn't mean it magically appears or something disappears. It just And maybe something comes out here soon. Maybe there's information. I've I've spoken to somebody privately in the medical community with the NFL about this. And I said, how many tests are you going to have to? You know, he was talking about 60,000 tests. And then when do you get the results back? Let's say college football and you have some players who test positive and then they're down for two weeks, two weeks in college football. That's an eternity. When you're thinking about, you're playing, what, 12, 13 games? You missed two? Crazy. Really is. Crazy. And it may get crazier. This program is brought to you by Raycon. By Raycon.com slash Patrick. These are great wireless earbuds. By Raycon.com slash Patrick. So we'll check in with Liz Clark She was part of the Washington Post team that uh, uh, broke this story on the Redskins. I get the feeling, and Liz will be able to correct me if I'm wrong, I get the feeling that their article was on the name change. They started doing work on the name change, investigating the name change, and then they may have stumbled upon a bigger story here. But there were breadcrumbs in this organization of some other things. They had uh, a couple of years ago with a uh, photo shoot for cheerleaders that was off-site. And uh, that got to be uh, a little uncomfortable, I believe, by those who uh, witnessed this. So we'll talk to Liz. Uh, Chris Mannix from Sports Illustrated will join us from the bubble. And uh, I'm going to close out the last hour with a little levity. Kevin from The Office, Brian Baumgartner, has a podcast the oral history of the office. And Brian, a, a good friend of the show, he'll join us to uh, close things out. 877 uh, 3DP show, email address dp at danpatrick.com, Twitter handle at dp show. McLevin, do you have a poll question today? I have a
4: totally random, very specific poll question regarding the NBA. Do you want me to share it now or hold on to it? Uh, let me hear it. Okay. Uh, which left handed player are you most fascinated to see where they are when the NBA resumes? James Harden, Ben Simmons, who's now hitting threes in practice, left mm. and right, has and become the story of but the he's, bubble. But he's
3: now a power forward.
4: Yes, he's a power He's a stretch forward.
3: Well, is he really left-handed? <laughs> I know. I was actually wondering, okay. does he
4: belong in the bowl? Okay. And, of course, Zion Williamson. Uh, when does Zion come back? I know he's leaving.
3: I don't know what the uh, urgent family health matter is or family matter is, but... Uh how long he's there. And then when he comes back and then how long he has to sit out. And then the time frame of, you know, these NBA games starting and they're a team that they basically have to win to get in. And without him, they have no shot. Yeah. Paul, if Zion
2: has gone for longer than a week from the bubble, he will still quarantine for four days when he gets back. That's if he has a negative test, he still has a quarantine for four days. If he doesn't, if it's, if he goes the other way, it's completely different, obviously, but, uh, when he comes back after a completed test, it's four days of quarantine.
3: Well, okay, but when do we have our first games? Thirty
2: first, eleven days. Eleven days?
3: Yeah. yeah, twelve days from now, I think. Okay. Yeah, it's you know going to be a pretty tight timeline there. Yeah, McLevin.
4: Remember when in the beginning of the season they had the entire national schedule based around the Pelicans, yeah. and it bit them. Yeah. What if he's not there for the beginning? They they're adding six teams just for him. in feels I know,
3: like I know. They went out of their way to make sure that Zion got a chance to play. And then he might be there, but not for long. And I will say this. There's a team picking up steam. There is a team that's picking up steam that that, uh, some of the analysts and experts like to pull off some surprises. I'll talk about that coming up. It's 18, almost 19 after the hour. We'll check in with the Redskins right after this on the Dan Patrick Show. It's a whole new world out there. We're faced with new challenges. If you need legal help to overcome some of yours, that's where LegalZoom fits right in. And maybe you're wondering about the best way to protect your family. You're starting a business and you don't know the best way to do it. I think we've all been in situations like that where you say, I can't navigate these legal waters. That's what LegalZoom has been doing, dedicated to doing that, finding the right solutions for almost 20 years now. They've been partners with us for a long time, helping you get answers. If uh, you want to have a will or living trust, start a business. with a DBA, LLC, nonprofit, LegalZoom's got you covered. You need guidance. They have a network of independent attorneys. They're not a law firm. That's a good thing. You don't have to leave your home. You don't get charged by the hour. So what are you waiting for? And there's no stupid questions, by the way. Because if there were, we'd probably ask them. Visit LegalZoom.com today. Take care of some important things that you need to get done without leaving your home. That's LegalZoom.com. LegalZoom, where life meets legal. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 to noon Eastern, or 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Dan Patrick Show at FoxSportsRadio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app
2: a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike and embark on a journey that will redefine the planet. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and in theaters
3: everywhere. Get tickets now. Well, we've been waiting a few days for it. Came out yesterday. Liz Clark... Will Hobson of the Washington Post with the story on the Washington Redskins and uh, Liz Clark, kind enough to join us this morning. Good morning, Liz. When did you start the investigation on this story?
7: Sure. Thanks for having me, Dan. Um, Will and I started uh, about two years ago, the summer of 2018, which I believe is when the New York Times reported the cheerleader scandal involving the Redskins on their marketing side, uh, selling access to cheerleaders as as a Sales tool. Um, so we had gotten reports that, uh, and, and there was one public document filed that there was sexual harassment going on, in addition to broader issues of of a verbally abusive workplace. I I've covered the team as a beat writer for eight years, off and on over the last twenty. So um i understand the workplace culture and i understand that in large part it it hasn't changed despite eight head coaches uh ten if you count interims. so so there are some systemic issues there um so two years ago we spoke with several young women in their 20s who who had uh, suffered these experiences uh most had left the team at that point but they were not uh really ready to share their stories for the most part they were very very fearful some because they had been required to sign NDAs, you know, to not discuss their experience and some just because they feared retribution from the skins.
3: What about the timing of this? Why now?
7: Um, Well, that's a good question. I mean, I, I, as you know, the, this is kind of a seismic moment in the life of one of the NFL's more storied franchises. Um, In the last five weeks, the, the team has announced it's going to change a name or it, it yes it, sorry that was a process it's going to change a name it said that the owner would never change um it's three co-owners who represent 40 percent of the team um have have placed their ownership stakes with an investment firm they would like out so that is in question uh there's a new coach in ron rivera who has been brought in to not only change the results on the field, on the but change the culture. Um, yet there's no uh, team president, no GM. In, in some respects, it's rudderless. So there's reasons to hope the team is turning a page, reasons to be skeptical that that's possible for Coach Rivera to do, given what we've seen over the last 21 years. Um, and in this climate, uh, we, we realized that some of these women were more Comfortable, more able to come forward, um, and and we we continue to look at, you know, important workplace issues at, at this very important uh, NFL team uh, as we always do, and and it's been marked by churn, discontent, a lot of NDAs, and most importantly, I think for your viewers, is the simple fact is the results on the field they've been crummy, you know, and then financially. They're losing a big chunk of uh, a season ticket base that seemed uh, impossible to drive off. It's just a stunning decline in in the whole cachet and vibe and pride the city takes in the team for, for many, many reasons.
3: What I find sad and I I find it a little embarrassing that it's up to ron rivera to change the culture of the redskins liz like this is daniel snyder's team and and while he's not directly implicated he is implicated this is his team his system his employees his hr department it's up to daniel snyder to change this not ron rivera who just got there
7: i could not agree more i'm so glad you're strong on that point and and more clear than i um Yes, none of these, uh, the 15 women are alleging any sexual harassment of Dan Snyder or Bruce Allen. That said, as you say, every organization, the culture is set at the top. And I covered four of the eight full-time head coaches in my day. And I saw them come in with great promise um, and great promises made to them. And uh, a series of they've not been able to effectively change a culture that um, we can break down, but all told, it does not lead to a winning environment. I know what teams, uh, they can be hard, they can be harsh, but uh, everybody's pulling together. It's It's a positive, unified, going somewhere, we have an identity, Uh, whether it's what are our ethics or we have an identity in our defensive philosophy or offensive philosophy, this is who we are, what we stand for. This team has never had that. It's constant chaos.
3: We're talking to Liz Clark, uh, who, along with Will Hobson, had the uh, story in the Washington Post on the Redskins. Um, Is this an ongoing investigation?
7: Um, You know, it's interesting. So within 12 hours of the story being posted online, I'm getting lots of emails in my inbox from either women. This happened to me, but I can't talk to you. Uh, I had something far worse happen to me. Um, so I think there are, uh, and it, it, there are many women who want to tell their stories. It, this, These
3: are stories that are related to the Redskins.
7: Yes, yeah, or the ones that I'm hearing. Okay. Um, and it, again, it spans 13 years, so you can't say it's this administration of. Of Dan Snyder's owner, ownership, it's it's like normalized. It's like the, it's the prerogative of men in that building to um, to without without anyone really being shocked to to send texts that say, you know, we're having a we're having a bet on whether your breasts are real or fake, uh, or to say uh, nice butt, turn around for me. Um, Stuff like that to upskirt, you know, stand at the bottom and look uh, up the skirt of, of female employees who, who generally are in their 20s. So, so there is that. But I really hope people read and reflect more deeply on the story and see in there that there are cultural issues that if all you care about is football and you really wanted in the story some lurid, gross detail and you say, yeah, uh, this is life. If if that's your mo, fine. Um, I hope you don't have daughters. But if that's what you care about, there is a connection to why this team has only won one playoff game and it hasn't won a playoff game in 15 years, and um, doesn't sustain doesn't sustain success. Rarely achieves success. Uh,
3: when's the first time you talked to Daniel Snyder, or have you spoken to Daniel Snyder? Oh,
7: um. I have not spoken to him on this story, nor has my colleague uh, uh, Will Hobson. I believe he's out of the country. Um, the first time I spoke to him, he was 34 years old, um, and he had just bought the team. So that was uh, 1999. So, uh, you know, I, I've seen him at the beginning, and I've I, I, I followed his career, and uh, again been a beat writer for eight years there.
3: These owners don't give up teams. They they don't sell a team unless they have to sell a team. We've seen this with Marge Schott, with Jerry Richardson, with Donald Sterling. Could you see a situation where Daniel Snyder is, I guess in parentheses, asked to sell the team?
7: I've given Encouraged. that a lot of thought. No, and, and you, you set that up perfectly because that is quite true. Um, so... What we know is that his three business partners, again, who represent 40% of the team are trying to sell. They have had enough. They want out. Um, he does not, uh, have the assets to buy them out. He need not buy them out. I mean, he's the managing controlling general partner. That's all you need to be whether he owns 55 or 60%. He's good with that. Um, you know, from what I know about Dan Snyder, he was not known in DC uh, at age 34. It's not like he was a player. I'm not sure many people would have taken his call. It, it For him, unlike of many other NFL owners um, who made their success elsewhere, whether that's Stan Kroenke or Dave Tepper, these are 10, $12 billion guys, you know, Dan's identity, his wealth is in this team. It's not a liquid asset, but this is it. This is his calling card. It's really hard for me to see him voluntarily saying, not worth the hassle. Um, and the NFL, as we know, they don't get in each other's business. You know, I can think of two owners in the history of the NFL that have been forced to give up their team, um, too. And it would be a stretch for them to to force that. Uh, I think we will see them uh, expressing on some level, just a general weariness that this franchise that was once so great, yet another black mark. There've been a series of black marks for the league related to this team, not to mention the fact that You are squandering a wonderful market. It's important for the NFL to be in Washington, D.C., at the seat of power, to entertain lobbyists. Um, That was a big deal to be in the owner's press box or owner's box. And it's not right now.
3: I still go back to that quote that Roger Goodell told the Saints before doling out punishment for Bounty Gate. Ignorance is not an excuse. Uh, he held them accountable for that. Now, granted, we weren't talking about ownership there, but you know, Sean Payton lost his uh, uh, paycheck for a year here. Uh, guys were suspended. Ignorance is not an excuse. Is not going to work with Daniel Snyder. Uh, did you talk to the commissioner?
7: No. Um, I, so I have a wonderful coworker, Mark Maskey, I'm sure you know. Yeah. So he has reached out to the league. So I, I should say a couple affirmative things. So so the team announced in our, during our reporting. It's in the story that they've hired an outside counsel, a very accomplished female lawyer who's going to do an internal review and advise them on their their um, procedures, policies going forward. A big one that is integral to, to the priorities under Dan Snyder or lack of priorities is that there has never been a fully staffed, vigorous, um, properly trained HR department. So there really was no training in what's a hostile workplace, what is is, um, uh, an unwelcome advance. Um, Obviously, every grown man should know that. But is a $3.4 billion business, that's not where you skimp on things. And you should protect yourself as a business. So it's easier to bounce somebody when you say, here's the policy, here's the training, you failed, you're out. Reasons to be hopeful would be, as you said, Ron Rivera coming in, changing the culture. But again, how many jobs is he supposed to have? They have no team president, no GM. He is supposed to change the culture, improve the product on the field, um, oh, and help design a logo and a, a new name in consult with, with, with Dan Snyder. So it, it, I feel for him, and I saw many coaches get burnt out, beat down, kicked out. Uh, over the last 21 years, I, he he's responded forcefully to this. He's like, I'm not, toler- this won't be tolerated in my building. You can't ask more from, from Ron Rivera the last 24 hours on this. And I believe him, as a. I believe him to be sincere. Um, it's just, I've seen so many resets of this team that are short-lived.
3: Liz, thanks for joining us. And uh, uh, my uh, congrats to uh, Will as well with the work that you did on this. Thank you.
7: Thank
3: you, Dan. That's uh, Liz Clark, the Washington Post, along with uh, Will Hobson with this this story. You know, when they say it's an independent investigation, you know what's independent? When the NFL hires the person to investigate the Washington Redskins. Not when the Redskins hire somebody to investigate the Redskins. Let me get that straight, okay? Oh, it's an independent investigation. No, it's not. No, it's not. It's a transparent investigation. Hey, we're going to hire a female to come in and investigate us. If the NFL hired somebody to investigate, then you have an independent investigation. This one not quite as independent as you might think there. But uh, Daniel Snyder, Daniel Snyder doesn't do interviews. I think we interviewed him one time, and that was 2004. Um, And he's out of the country. There are just too many things attached to this where you go, okay, wait a minute. Coincidentally. Wait a minute. So he's out of the country. Okay. On his yacht. And you have two people fired that didn't make any headlines nationally. Then you have your longtime announcer who quits. There's the name change. I'm guessing that Washington Post article coming out. And all of a sudden, it's how do we get out in front of this? Sounds like a good time to talk about a name change. And we're going to fire a couple of people. And uh, one person's going to retire. And I'm going to be out of the country. Maybe those are just, it's all coincidental. I don't think so. But to not have, so imagine having a multi-billion dollar company. And you don't have human resources there. <laughs> That's why when people go, well, he's not directly implicated. Hey, there was nothing about him sexually harassing anybody. It's his company. He hired the people. He hired the person who hired the people. It's under his watch. And the NFL... The NFL will say publicly they do not pressure the owners because you know what you'll do? You'll set a precedent here, and that's a dangerous precedent. But the column is from dream job to nightmare. More than a dozen women alleged sexual harassment and verbal abuse by former team employees, former team. We make it seem like they're former team employees, like from 10 years ago, four days ago, they were employees. But uh, that's in the Washington Post. All right, we'll take a break. Got our play of the day. And uh, Chris Mannix will join us from the bubble coming up as well. My NBA, the sneaky team in the NBA, at least people are starting to notice this. I have that for you coming up next here on the Dan Patrick Show. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app, at FSR or stream us live every day at youtube.com slash The Dan Patrick Show
0: There's no distance too far for the perfect trip
7: Hi Checking in for
0: Or The Perfect Table Hey Where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum Card Hey this looks amazing I'm so glad you made it and travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel It's worth the trip
6: And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You could trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. You know, you get those pieces like there was the hat. There was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the, I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what too is funny about a battleship? It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find that's not just a household item. Wow, you know, I I mean, really thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you could also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun.
1: Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 18-PLUS plus in most eligible states. Age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Pick 6 not available in all states, including but not limited to Connecticut and New York. For up-to-date list of states, visit dkng.co slash pick6states. Void where prohibited. See terms at pick slash promos.
3: I want to see Tiger with Bryson DeChambeau. See those two paired up. Because I was watching yesterday and Jack Nicholas, Jack Nicholas has been talking about the golf ball for, I think, 40 years. That you really need to have a universal golf ball or you have to have some modifications or restrictions. Now, people have criticized Jack by saying, oh, you don't want anybody to be able to challenge your records. Jack has been saying for the betterment of golf, because we keep lengthening golf courses. I never understood this. Because you want to tiger-proof a golf course. You don't lengthen it. You narrow it. You tighten it. These guys who hit the ball a long way, if you... Golf should still be about making shots, hitting shots, not just sheer power. And if you... I, I can take away a little bit of your power by making you more accurate. But Bryson DeChambeau, it's fascinating to watch. He hit a drive over 430 yards yesterday. In fact, they showed Jack where the drive landed, and then they showed Bryson DeChambeau's second shot. And Jack goes, no, no, that's, that's not his second shot. Like he, he was reacting in real time. And they go, yeah, that that's that. he basically could throw it on the green. That's how close Bryson DeChambeau was. Bryson DeChambeau played a practice round with Tiger earlier in the week. When Bryson DeChambeau didn't hit a great drive, he hit it 15 yards past Tiger Woods. When he hit a great drive, he hit it 50 yards past Tiger Woods. And Tiger's not Tiger, the old Tiger, but Tiger can still move it out there. Bryson DeShabaugh, now these other players, Tony Finau, who's one of my favorite players, he said, uh, yeah, kind of looking at Bryson, figuring, why don't I just swing a little bit harder? I don't know where we're going but the golf ball is the key here because the golf ball I keep thinking Augusta is going to go if you want to play the masters here is the Augusta the official masters golf ball now sponsorship issues or you can work in conjunction with Nike to have their logo on there or it's uh, the chrome soft from Callaway I Taylor you can work around that I think but if I'm Augusta There's not a lot more land that I can uh, acquire here. You want to, I I hope that we don't render some of these golf courses, you know, not meaningless, but not as imposing as they should be. Because it's still, golf is about hitting a great shot. It's like the tennis racket. John McEnroe was an artist, but in today's sport, he'd have to be a power guy. And he probably wouldn't be able to do it. I mean, John would have to be Nadal. These guys are so powerful, but those rackets are so powerful. You know, the equipment, there's no rallies anymore in tennis. It's basically serve, maybe a return, maybe then another return, and that's it. You go back and watch old tennis where it was back and forth. Great shots but it was about the artistry of doing it. And I know maybe I'm caught up in, you know, some long time ago. Oh, I remember how great it was. I just I see what they're doing with these golf courses. And uh, you know, that's all Jack is saying is make it more of a level playing field for great golf to be played, not just I can hit the ball 450 yards. Play of the day as I step down from my soapbox. Play of the Day brought to you by Raycon. Wireless earbuds, the right way to go. Get 15% off your Raycon order. Buyraycon.com slash Patrick. That's buyraycon.com slash Patrick. Yes, Paul Yester.
2: Whoever is uh, Bryson DeChambeau's golf sponsor should do like the new set. Where it's a driver, a wedge, and a putter. <laughs> he just brings three clubs to the course.
3: Well, here is... It's not an argument. It is a discussion about Bryson DeChambeau. He can hit it really far. But is he any good? Like, he's in contention. But I want to know, can he chip and can he putt? Because if he can't, then this doesn't matter. There are a lot of guys who hit it a long way. But it's still the guys who get on the green and can make some magic there. And I, I think that'll be the challenge for Bryson DeChambeau. But I'd love to see... Tiger with Bryson DeChambeau. I mentioned the NFL Players Association and I'll get to my sneaky NBA team. Um, This is what I'm told. That uh, the Players Association in the NFL wants testing every day and no preseason games this year. The NFL wants less frequent testing every other day and they want two preseason games. I don't see preseason games happening. And as far as the testing goes... I think whatever is going to have everybody feel safer as they're doing this. But when J.J. Watt starts talking, like when your name players start talking, then you realize there's some things that need – they got to be firmed up here really soon because players are arriving in 48 hours. 48 hours. All right, here's your sneaky team. And, and I don't normally agree with this analyst – who uh, who had this team as a sneaky team? Here is Charles Barkley on the sneaky team.
5: If the Portland Trailblazers get in the playoffs, they will beat the Los Angeles Lakers in the first round.
3: <laughs> okay, the Portland Trailblazers are picking up steam. If they get in, and that goes back to Chris Mannix, who I never agree with Mannix. So Mannix is coming up. I'm going to let him take a victory lap a little bit here because there's a lot of people starting to jump on the Blazers bandwagon, which means, of course, they probably won't even make it into the first round. But uh, Mannix has the Blazers and the 76ers in the NBA Finals. Yes, McLevin. See, we have to ask him. I think he was kidding. Mannix was. Well... I don't know, was he kidding when he said all those other things that were wrong in the previous years? Like, this wasn't a Spain, this (laughs) wasn't a Spain Remember remember when he yelled at me about Anthony Bennett, and I said I'd take Victor Oladipo? And then he doubled down, he said, uh, I'll take Ben McLemore. So was he saying the Blazers are going to be in the NBA Finals? I, I, yes. That, I, I think I was saying, well, give me your surprise team, maybe? And he said Portland? But even then, Portland to go to the finals as a surprise, that's that's a true surprise. I never agree with Barkley on his picks, and I never agree with Mannix. Put all your money against the Blazers right now. The, the Blazers have to be surprised at this. All right, we'll talk to Chris Mannix from Inside the Bubble and Brian Baumgartner. He played Kevin on The Office. He'll join us as well on this Meet Friday. Seaton Pauly, Fritzie McLovin, yours truly, right here on The Dan Patrick Show.
2: It's Freddie Prinz Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling.
4: Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app,
0: Seven questions. Limitless answers. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic
1: policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters—
0: I'm Saleya Mosin.
2: And I'm David Gura. Listen to the big take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.